Can you do a good Russian accent? Probably not. Really? Like certain accents, I'd have to watch it, and then I can mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. start. Like um, a like a vodka, you know, like something like that. Like oh, I think like vodka. Like oh, is it? So do you have to do the W with it? You can't say vodka. You have to say vodka. I think it's their pronunciation. I mean, I don't know. I get Chekhov confused. Like, is Chekhov Russian? I don't know if he is. Because he'd always be like, instead of Victor, he'd be like, Victor, Victor, <laughs> one, two, one, two. And, and he'd be like, no, what are you saying? He's like, Vic, instead of Victor, he'd be like, Victor, swap out the V's for the W's. I don't think he was Russian, though. It's or right. maybe he was Chekhov. I guess that's a Russian name, right? I don't know. All the Trekkies listening to this are going to be like, you dumb son of a bitch. Come here, you gruesome son of a bitch. And I hope people know, like... You know, don't take it that seriously, but maybe it's just our ear because it might like be even, the ear. even Asian languages, sometimes we hear the V as a W, mm-hmm. too. So like maybe it's just our ears like every time we're talking about ears, I think of the Tribe Called Quest intro when they're like, we are <laughs> marauders and we are marauding for ears because they're like trying to get you to listen mm-hmm. to uh, which actually marauders ties into kitty pride and kitty pride ties into a little dragon named lockheed and that little dragon named lockheed ties into a movie we're going to be talking about tonight okay but before i digress any further i think the best russian might have to be mickey rourke and iron man doskies when he's like there'll be blood in the water and the sharks will come oh yeah and see and he's got that i was i was thinking and I can I can picture her face, the lady from um, Third Rock from the Sun, the show. Oh yeah, she's great. Don't know her name, but I know what you're talking she about. She was like dark haired in a movie, and she yeah, played yeah, a yeah. Russian accent. But I think she played it over the top with that. What I would get them, you know, with that. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. And all of that. What was the witches then, Angelica Houston? Because I just saw the remake with uh, Anne Hathaway, and they did the same voice, but it was like a weird blend of like Eastern European, not quite Hungarian. Maybe Bulgarian, not Russian, but kind of a mix. I feel like it's all in a swirl. Yeah, but I, you know, I could have sworn that, like sex trafficking, bruises, pale, and the original. <laughs> I could have sworn in the original she was just English. No, she had that weird accent. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't. The bitches. I don't know. I think so. It's been a, such a long time. It's been a long. It's been a long time. <laughs> Since I heard a Russian accent. I don't know what that what that key was. I can never tell. Me neither. It's I- been a long time since I heard a Russian accent. I'd like to see see. <laughs> I'd like to hear one again. It's been a long time since I Heard a Russian woman laugh. I'm sorry, I'm a little off key there. Well, it's okay because I started playing it and then you said C and then I realized the chords is I'd like to be under the sea and in an octopus's garden with you. Oh, yeah, what is that? Beatles, octopus oh, garden. The Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Our song's better. One, two, three, and. It's been a long time since I've heard a Russian accent. Would you mind speaking in Russian for me? It's been a long time 
since I've made love to a Russian woman. This song's going out of, getting out of hand real quick. I don't think it's ever happened. The first time I made love was to my wife, of course. That's when my life started. There was never anybody before her. And yet it's been a long time since I've been to Bulgaria. Yes, it's been a long time, long time. since I've gone through a drive-thru and I didn't have anxiety. Like, what do I order? Stop rushing me. Cars are behind. They're getting kind of frantic. And I've seen the menu a million times, but I can't make up my mind. Do I really want the taco or do I want the chicken quesadilla? Is there anything else you want with that? Oh, maybe a diet Baja Blast. It's so good, and yet it's only good with Taco Bell. When you get it by itself, it's kind of missing something. It's the fire sauce. Fire sauce, or maybe a Russian accent asking you to pass the salt. Could you pass the salt? Or maybe it's just that same woman from Bulgaria. Oh, it works with a high note. Bulgaria. I don't even know where Bulgaria is. I think it's near Hungary. Something like that. I don't know. How loud can we get on a Tuesday night? I don't know. How loud can we get when we're talking about Russian accents? Serving us Taco Bell. <laughs> Serving us Taco Bell. <laughs> Here's the Taco Bell. Enjoy. <laughs> Let's start this show. And the sharks will come. This boy talking about on the telephone, man. Explain it to What the goddamn we know there's a telephone, boy? What the hell thing I'm doing? Losing his mind. And I'm reaping all the benefits. Let's not stand on ceremony here. We have blood to spare. You're like some desperate howling demon. You frightened me. Do it again. People have accidents. Frank, what are you saying? I'm saying people have accidents, that's all. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Welcome to Comic-Con, the geek podcast for the rest of us. Who are the rest of us? Well, we're just the people that don't take this shit that seriously. And joining me in the garage today is none other than Mr. Jimmy Golden Cadillac Johnson. Jimmy, how's it going? It's going good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Oh, by the way, kids, Comic-Con's first-time listeners or even long-time listeners, uh, we are in person. But we are following CDC guidelines, okay? We're doing the six feet apart. We got the hand sanny. We got the air duster for the keyboard and for mm-hmm. our vocals. And there's only 24 <laughs> of us in here. There's only 24 of us in here. Right, Hank? But it's just 157 of us. Chill out. <laughs> he's so fired up, you know? He is. And with good reason. He's fired up because it's not often that we get to talk about a, a new movie like a new movie, like it's been that kind of a year where we've been doing a lot of stuff from the archives, blowing a lot of cobwebs off the vaginas. And now 
we got a brand new. Like spanking new. Spanking new flick. Well, I mean, it's it came to theaters. Three years in the making. Three but. years. <laughs> Let's talk about it. New Mutants. New Mutants. Directed by Josh Boone. Uh, it was supposed to come out, I think, in like 2018 or some shit. Yeah. I think like all the way back in like April of 2018. And it was like a, it was pitched as like a dark horror movie like um, take on the Marvel, I guess the X-Men universe. It was. Because you and I had talked about it so many times and then they would release the trailer, that teaser trailer. Yeah. Every few months. And it looked, like it looked really good. It, yeah. And then it just went away. And it wasn't even like, like I can understand if it came out, like the trailer came out and it was like, sweet dreams are made of these. And it was like really bad. Like, but it looked like it was edited really well and it looked strong. It has some great actors in it. It did. Um, Didn't they use Brick in the Wall? I think they did. <laughs> I was thinking of like, what other songs were from the faculty that kind of reminded me? It was like, but it was like a remix version. It was like, another brick 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 in the world. <laughs> I don't know. Is that dubstep? I don't know. What that Probably, is. yeah. Yeah. For uh, stopping queers, Jesus Christ! Oh my God! That's what Cable said, right? Yeah, something like that. Um, something like that. Uh, but yeah, so here we are, like th- two or three years later. They pushed it back. They pushed it back. They pushed it back. And then, like COVID happened, they pushed it back again. Then they released it during COVID. Yeah, I'm just kind of wondering. Was it what they wanted to release? Because if they pushed it back so much trying to like adjust pieces, but they're like, we ain't got nothing else. This movie's in the can. So. I'm just, I'm just going to say it right now <laughs> since I think we're going to, we're just going to jump right in, right? Yeah. We're not standing on ceremony, right? <laughs> not standing no. on ceremony here. We've both been initiated. We've both been initiated. <laughs> Members of the League of Shadows. Uh, we both liked this movie, right? Mm-hmm. In a sense. In a sense. We didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. I'll just say this. I didn't hate the movie. However, I can definitely tell. And maybe it didn't help knowing some of the back story on this movie and like knowing some of the production problems and knowing some mm-hmm. of the delays and how they like went back in the studio and they recut some stuff and they reshot some stuff. And reshoots isn't, doesn't always mean a bad thing. But um, yeah, man, I'm watching it and I can just tell that it was edited severely. It's an mm-hmm. hour and a half, and you can just tell the characters in this movie are not given, like, there's just missing pieces. I think um, even on my, uh, like, my digital copy, it had, yeah. it had like, six or seven deleted scenes, which they weren't, like, intricate maybe to the plot, but they definitely still helped serve the characters. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that stuff just taken out. And I think this movie is hindered by a lot of that. I think a lot of the later X-Men movies are hindered by a lot of that, because there's so many characters and so many great characters and they, they're more interested, instead of developing their core characters, they want to throw a bunch of shit in there. Yeah. This was a good opportunity, to, I think, to do kind of like a relaunch of like this universe and explore these new teen characters. And, um, and I guess, I'm, I don't know. I mean, do you think some of that had to do with the fact that they were like, well, after, after the Marvel merge and then after X-Men Dark Phoenix plummeted, do you think they were just like, fuck it, we're just going to... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think... I could say maybe it was a cash grab because like we said with the the pandemic and everything going on there's not everything was so put on hold that they're like well we got to make some revenue somehow left so let's finally throw yeah. this movie out that people wanted to see. I think they were just cutting their losses. I think they were just like yeah. look at this point 
like not only is the franchise pretty much dead in the water until Marvel, the MCU re- reignites it, <clears throat> but I think they were like, well, because I don't think they could have foreseen that MCU or that the 20th Century Fox was going to get bought up by Marvel. Yeah. Um, and I think on top of that, with the COVID, they were probably just like, well, we'll just release it during this. And I, I'm like, I'm wondering if when they, when they release movies during this pandemic, if they're thinking, well, if we don't make money, at least we can say it's because of pandemic. And uh, yeah, and I don't know what the what the theory is on that. I don't know. But there was a couple of good movies that have been released during it. Like Mulan came out. That's true. Um, why didn't they Tenet. just go to platform? Like, why didn't they just go to streaming with this? I feel uh, like it would have done much better. Yeah, because Bill and Ted, I think, probably killed because they did theaters and streaming. Instantly. Yeah, it did like, pretty well. Um, and I don't know why they didn't do with this one. Like, but quality wise. I could say it would have been okay with just like a straight to DVD, you know, yeah. those, those, those guys. Like. Yeah. Straight to DVD. Straight to DVD. Now, what is your 30 second synopsis? And what I mean by that is you're walking up on the street. You're walking down the street, mm-hmm. right? You're whistling Dixie. I don't know what you're whistling. What are you humming? I don't know. Maybe a little dun 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 You did just rewatch did, all I three of those. just rewatch all three. Backwards. Actually, did you watch... Three, two, and three for the first time. Yeah, we have a new visitor, friends. <laughs> He's coming to the fold. Like I've seen the first one uh, like a bunch um, of times. Of course you have, because you're initiated. Um, but the second and third one. Yeah. I start watching at least the third one, and I knew I'd never seen that one. But when I got to the second one, I was like, oh, and "What was your feeling?" We'll talk about New Mutants in a second. What was your What was your thoughts on RoboCop, Dose, and Trace? Dose is better than Trace, for sure. You think so? I, in my opinion. Okay. I think it was a solid second. Tr- Trace starts off kind of rough, but I do like some... I like There's the jet- some elements, yeah. Three has a jetpack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as our mutual friend James Schuler called out, I do love me some jetpacks. Yeah. Well, they cut they cut some of the scenes, I think. Yeah. From the, like, the commercials... Yeah, there's not as many commercials, I think. Um, and then the flashback of Murphy's kind of story, but I think that had to do with changing of actors yep yeah, they used i forgot who they use um he, and he looked kind of like he him, looked like, kind of like peter weller yeah. but i think they couldn't pull them off in those other standalone scenes where like usually it's with his wife they did have that scene with his son and his wife in the third one. Oh, but, okay but i think that's that was my only really qualm qualm with it mm. i couldn't say the word well, i thought you were about to say this is my only crawl with it and i was like Ooh, i like that let's start using that <laughs> my only crawl with this situation is that horrible fantasy movie from the 80s <laughs> Which we will be talking about at some point, don't worry. Because I own it. It's not horrible. I was being a little bit of a joke. It's kind of lame. Let's just dated. Have you seen it, Crawl? No. Okay. We're going to talk about New Mutants in a second. But back to Robocop. Did you know that when he's driving around in the car, every car scene, he's not wearing pants? Like, none at all. None at all. Like, I guess they couldn't get the whole Robocop suit in the car. I wouldn't, so they had him just up to the waist in the RoboCop gear. So there's no pants. Like I think he just had like some Umbros on or some shit and some New Balances and just fucking cruising around. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you as I was watching it. Kind of like a porn star. You know? I, I simply, maybe maybe because it's that like love of film, like we've always talked about in the behind the scenes, like um, I read the If Chins Could Kill by Bruce Campbell where the practical oh, effects Sam Raimi used for Evil Dead and stuff. And so I was sitting there watching the movie. I'm like, there's no way he's got that whole costume on. No, I know. In this car. I know. He can't. Right. Like, he can barely move. Right. And some of it, I'm like, was the moving Peter Weller's acting or was it just 
I think it was a little bit of both. You I think know? he initially wanted to be robotic in his movements. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I think also you couldn't move that fast in the suit. But that's why, that's the beauty of it, as we've talked about more yeah. many times on the show. That slow RoboCop is where it's at. It is. You know, we don't want a fast RoboCop. No, it's it's kind of like... You want that... You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like you know. Jason and Michael Myers. They don't run to get their prey. They hell no. They get them. They get them by <laughs> walking an inch. Yeah, at, you know, a couple inches. But I will say, I do like those Detroit police officer or those police cars that oh, yeah. like blacked spray out, spray painted <laughs> black, like matte black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I just liked them out. I just like the world. Mm-hmm. I like the world. It's a very cynical, very dark world, but at the same time, there's there's a lot of um, I don't know. There's a lot of some dark humor, but there's uh, some satire in there, and mm-hmm. it's good. I don't know. I just love that world. But back to New Mutants. It's good. <laughs> Somebody so, stop showing the street after you're humming the RoboCop theme. They mm-hmm. say, "Excuse me, hey, 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 Jimmy Golden Cadillac Johnson." Uh, I've I've heard your voice before. Your beautiful voice is like honey on wax. <laughs> Can you tell me what the New Mutants is all about? Yeah, it's an X Men film, but not really. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, but it's not really. But it was supposed to have some ties to the X Men universe, it, and, it, and it had a callback, it had some nods. Um, but they exist in this movie. The X Men exist in this universe, so it is connected. Yeah, it, they mentioned the X Men at one point. It's it's basically mutants are brought to a facility, mm-hmm. and they're tested with. Well, they're told that they're tested within their their limits to see what they can do um, for the possibility moving from this facility to another facility. Right. Our main character, Danny Moonstar, uh, is her father is murdered in what appears to be some kind of like. They said it was a tornado, but we all like know storm, it was like, yeah, we know, weird. even from the opening of the movie, we know it's like an animal or a creature or something because he's like ripped apart and there's like his chest is open and then we hear growling, you know, but then she wakes up in this like patient first, basically. Mm-hmm. Handcuffed. Handcuffed. Looks out the window, sees a church in a little <laughs> courtyard, but doesn't know anything. Um, doesn't know where she's at and meets, uh, I guess, I guess you'd call her the villain, Dr. Cecilia Ray. She's the scientist. She's the... Yeah. The doctor, but she's the only one you see in the facility. There's no guards. There's no nurses. Mm-mm. She's like a doctor, like psychiatrist. You know, they have their group meetings and stuff like that, trying to talk to the kids. About That's what powers. it was. It was weird to me that mm-hmm. that that these kids are in the facility, and like Danny Moonstar meets the rest of the gang. She meets uh, Sam, aka Cannonball. Kids, okay. She meets. Hey, kids! It's the new mutants. You know, mm-hmm. she meets Sam Cannonball. She meets. Uh, um alberto sunspot i got him over there and uh who else oh rain sinclair aka wolfsbane and then of course my favorite iliana rasputin aka magic with a k and um all the actors are fine they're they're good Mm -hmm. and they're they're doing it but i'm like why are all these kids just chilling in here and they're okay with it and there's no there's only one person in charge you know what I'm saying? And there's no, you know what I'm saying? There's no um, nurses or security guards or like there's, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing additional keeping them from bum rushing this one doctor. This one doctor who apparently, is she a mutant? Because she had like the ability to like put yeah. force fields over the entire campus or over the 
Which yeah, call, I don't know. She has to be a mutant because she has, like you said, she's got the ability to. I don't know, these but I don't know if she's from the things. comics or anything like that. I don't know who who that is. I don't. Did you read X Men New Mutants growing up? I didn't. Um, I have some. I, have some, I, have some I see that. Here, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So this one, this one that I have. So I actually I have some of the newer, the New Mutants that feature the gang that was in this movie. Most of the gang that was in this movie is in this comic that I have. But this one also featured Warlock and Boom Boom. So it was kind of a blend of like characters that would eventually go on to join uh, X-Factor. Okay. Uh, or X-Force, rather. Like Boom Boom would go join Cable. And then there was Cable and the New Mutants. So there's been a whole string of different iterations of this team. <laughs> like New Mutants. Teams. Right. But they were supposed to be like the next X-Men, like the New Mutants, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the next new batch of teenagers. Because the other teams are all adults at this point, you know. Um. And so I found it interesting that you said they just, they could have just easily bum rushed this. I mean, their powers were, I mean, especially magic with her powers. Like, yeah, you can't, you can't use that blue sword on this. (laughs) But I think it, you know, if, if, if I had to give you a non-mutant synopsis of the film, it was a coming of age story. Like they all dealt with tragic past and it took um, Danny to get them through that past, like yeah. to face their past yeah. first before they could have the strength enough to actually take on this doctor. And I liked when they explored some of that. Like I liked when they explored Cannonball's past with his father in the coal mines, even though he's Australian in the comics. I'm like, I don't care about that kind of shit. Like when they change yeah. up the origin, I'm like, I'm whatever. Um, and I liked Ilyana's backstory too. Like there was obviously some like sexual trauma there with these like smiling creature men that, which those things were pretty fucking creepy. Yeah, they were. You know, they, I mean, but they were they were super creepy. Like, cause she said that she went to a happy place, so she just visualized these men as these creatures, I guess. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, she's <clears throat> for the folks at home listening, or at work listening, or somewhere out there in the universe. She's Colossus's sister. Hmm. So I'm wondering, like, if that's really her true backstory, like, wouldn't have, wouldn't wouldn't old Colossus be around to like fucking knock this shit out of those? <laughs> Or is it? Or is it just so? Is she just that much younger? I think she's a whole lot younger than him. So yeah. he might have already been out of the house by then. Mm-hmm. You know, he might have already joined the X Men by then or something. Why wouldn't he have taken her with her though? In the comics, Kitty is like a mentor. Kitty Pride is like a, a mentor to her, and that's uh, she, she like tells her stories about Lockheed. Okay, and that's how she eventually like ends up meeting Lockheed is from Kitty Pride. So there's a little bit of tie in there. And by the way, I'm just going to jump all over the place. No, you're fine. Do it. The fact that we saw Lockheed on the big screen for mm-hmm. the first time, that was a big deal for me. I think all the scenes with Magic and Lockheed saved this movie. I think that alone and the fucking Demon Bear. The Demon Bear yeah, was, was the shit, you know? Yeah, and... I- it's a it's a slow burn film like it kind of well it kind of is but it also really jumpy with their development you mm-hmm. know like like you said trauma i'm like are they traumatized like i don't really know like they don't the really whole go in, backstory in, in, in depths with it like we just know that magic specifically she you know is dealing with she's doing right. she's, she's afraid of it i guess um, rain um rain sinclair the wolf the wolf chick wolfsbane she killed a a priest, priest. i guess <laughs> And then Alberto yeah, burned his girlfriend alive, which is pretty horrible. He, she's the only one that I would see that probably would have could have done it on her own. Yeah, Wolf Spain. 
um, because Roberto was afraid to use his powers and getting close to anybody because of kind of like rogue situation, like just because of what happened. But Same I thing with Cannonball with his dad. Like, but I don't think Rain felt love. And I think when she met Danny, then she felt the love. I liked how her and Danny had the little love story. I don't think it was too forced. I thought it was yeah. kind of natural. It was kind of quick, but yeah. I think an hour, 30 minute film, you can't really. It's too short, isn't it? You can't stretch it out enough. Um, Would this have been saying, a better. I think there was some cut scenes. Yeah. I feel like it might have been a, it might have been a better show than a movie. Mm-hmm. Like if they had made this like an eight episode thing on Netflix. Yeah. You know, where they could have like each character could have gotten their own backstory a little bit. Kind of like Doom Patrol did. Like, you know, each, you know, each, yeah. as they, they built up, each character had their own backstory, but it also tied into the main story at the very end. That right. Kind of thing. Right. And that would have probably been good. Um, and by the way, kids, Danny Moonstar, um, I mean, she, her power is pretty much making people's nightmares come true. Yeah. And so everybody, all the kids in this, in this, I guess you'd call it an asylum or a clinic or. Yeah, it's. They're forced to relive their greatest nightmares. Yeah, it's a facility, um, but as we find out, it's the Essex Corporation. Which is? Um, Mr. Sinister's. Mr. Sinister. Yeah, that's his whole gang. That's yeah. his whole corporation. And again, I think that's a tie to Logan, because at the end of Logan, the end credits, there's a sequence where they show that. Or was it, yeah, was it, it Deadpool? Or I think it was Logan. They were, okay. they were taking the blood. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but... There's also a flash with Danny when she's getting injected by the doctor. She's being able to see into her mind. Oh, yeah, 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 And yeah. it's showing those scenes from Logan where all those kids are Where they're kids experimenting being, on those kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a tie-in. I yeah. think there was supposed to be a link there before the rug got pulled out from under them. I would, I would have loved to have seen the new mutants tied in with X-23. You know, and kind of gone... Oh, that, that would have been great. With, like, like you said, the new X-Men these kids um but i would have really liked to have seen i don't it just pisses me off this movie <laughs> pisses me off because I, again my, the best part of this movie kids is the ending when all the teens get together and they they fight the demon bear they all realize hey we mm-hmm. have to use our powers that we're afraid to use because of our trauma we have to overcome that trauma even if the trauma isn't ac- even if the trauma isn't really that well developed in, in this short story it's that last 15 minutes though it kills it man is when, when danny's they, being like murdered or whatever you know well she's they're, they're, the doctor's trying to put her under yeah and but then, then she starts to bring the one girl's fantasies alive with right. those creepy things from that point on the, the film kind of projects a whole right lot cannonball and, fights him off sunspot fights him off fights him off uh, or even rain jumps out of the fucking um air ducts and fucking <laughs> Rips almost rips out the the scientist's yeah. jugular and she, I mean she fucks her up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. So it's the kind of thing like, I wish that maybe they just given us a little bit more flashback on the individual storylines for them. Yeah, to, showing off their powers to be like, oh okay. And maybe they maybe they had that, and just didn't have the time to finish it, cut it. Like you I don't said. know. Like I read that the uh, the studio execs for Fox mm-hmm. when this movie was getting ready to come back come out back in 2018 josh boone who directed this he helped write it and direct it he made it a horror movie and they were like it's too dark like it's not gonna like we need these x-men movies to to fill seats and have kids in them Mm -hmm. and of course they didn't predict the pandemic would happen but um they just they just edited the fuck out of this 
And so a lot of the reshoots and a lot of the edits are stuff that they had to go back and redo because it was too dark. And that just really bums me out because I'm like, let people make their vision of something. And that way, if it's horrible, it's horrible. Like, I don't care that Batman Forever has bat nipples on the bat suit. I don't. You know Mm -hmm. why? Because that was Schumacher's vision and it happened and we make fun of it and it's a conversational piece now. But then we got Batman Begins by Christopher Nolan. Like, let people make their own vision. It is because you think of right now, and enough fan petition for the Snyder Cut, like it's a it's a miraculous thing for like, that for that to happen for that to happen. That's crazy, and it's really because of the same thing. It's too dark, so somebody else yeah, comes in and starts. They to cut the shit out of it. Yep, exactly, and it, and it ruins it. Right. I had a friend just hit me up the other day, and he had just seen Justice League um for the first time. I guess he's he's overseas right now, and he was like, "By the way, Justice League, fucking dog shit." I was like, "Well, yeah." Actually, I didn't really think it was dog shit. I thought there were parts that were dog shit. But actually, New Mutants reminds me a lot of Justice League because I'm like, there's those juicy fruit moments where mm-hmm. I'm like, mmm. And then I'm like, oh. You're let like down by it. Yeah. Yeah. But that ending, though, when she's like, like, oh, no, Ilyana, you can't fight the bear. It's magic. And she looks back and she goes, so am I. And she takes that fucking sword and her eyes light up. I'm like, fuck, yeah. It was so metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sunspot was cool. He's like, so his character in the comics, he's a rich brat. His family's loaded and he gets into trouble all the time and he's always partying. And like, I, it's almost a shame we met him in this facility because it would have been cooler almost to meet him outside and, and kind of come to the facility to kind of see like how yeah. he got there because he was like, his family's loaded. It would, it's interesting that they would just kind of put him off somewhere. Although if he burned his girlfriend alive, I would imagine maybe they, <laughs> maybe they were like, yeah, it keeps him out of jail. Exactly. Like, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, and that's explored in this film that he is the brat rich kid, mm-hmm. but not to the depth. He's of throwing that. away all his clothes after they get dirty one time. Yeah. Like he just throws them away instead of washes them. Um, who's your favorite character? Cause you don't have the background I do, but, but you still, I mean, you love X-Men. You love this world. Mm-hmm. Probably magic in this film. Like you said, just because of everything that's, um, I'm looking at it right now that happens in this film. Like, the one who confused me the most in the film, Cannonball. Yeah. Because we get later on in his story that he's from Kentucky, I think. Mm-hmm. But when he was first started talking in the beginning, his accent was not... His accent's pretty bad. Yeah, like it was just way off. Like I thought he was from overseas like someone yeah. else. Nah. So he, the character's Australian, Sam Guthrie, I think. And I don't know why they decided to make him Southern, but the guy, the guy, the, he's a good actor. He's from Stranger Things, mm-hmm. but he's um, Charlie Heaton, I think. But I don't know why they decided to go that accent and go that route. It's not, you're right. It's kind of, it kind of threw me off too. Um, Cause it wasn't a great accent either. It wasn't like an, a good, like Southern draw Kentucky right. boy. Like, I don't know. It's I'm like pretty he sure he'd be able to go accents. through that, that force field. I'm, I'm just saying it's fucking, I don't know. I mean, he's flying and shit. Like, you can't, I don't know, go straight up. Like, unless she had a portal around that, too. I don't well, I think it was a dome, though, because remember when they said oh, yeah, they did, they, at the ring? They did call it a dome. You're right. And that's what I get for going to the bathroom for five seconds. <laughs> Not really. I sat in bed last night watching this while my wife fell asleep. I fell asleep at 8 p.m. Okay. I was like, tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up, sign on to work at the moon base, and... uh after work, I'll watch the movie. But then I woke up at like midnight. My wife's asleep next to me. The door is wide open and unlocked. I have to I have to wake up, turn all the lights off, and unlock the door. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I have to put the do- I have to let the dog out one more time. 
Like my wife would just go to sleep and like everybody's having a party. <laughs> and uh, God bless her. And uh, so then I come back to bed. I'm like, man, I can't sleep. My thoughts are kind of racing. And then I realized, oh shit, my, my pre-order of New Mutants. That's right, kids. I ordered it. I bought it. Pre-ordered it. I have a 15, I had 15 credits on the iTunes gift card. Um, credits? What is this fucking Star Wars? What do we do? <laughs> For 15 credits, I'll get you across the... What's a, what's a, I was trying the to, Nephi Delta. I don't know. Now, I, I, I always try to think of... Meridian. Um, <laughs> where did Han race across? Like, that nobody's made it that fast, like... Oh, the Parsecs? Yeah, something like that. That's pretty... The Kessel Run? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, the Kessel Run. Yeah, so that's when I watched it. And then I texted you, like, early, bright and early the next morning, like, I finished watching it, so... Give it a gander. I did give it a gander. My friend, my friend, and my other friend that had seen this um, before it dropped, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> um, said that he hated it. Uh, hated thank it. you, thank you, Uncle Rico, <laughs> um, and said it could have used a little bit more violence and a little bit more nudity. There's like no nudity. I mean, there's a little bit of a shower scene, but you don't really want nudity in that scene because they're really young and it's kind of weird. It's like, <laughs> it's the girl from Game of Thrones that plays uh, Massa um, Williams, yeah. Um, who played... She got it on in Game of Thrones and made everybody uncomfortable because we grew yeah. up watching her. And it was yeah, kind of weird. And for me, and I, I texted you, is like, I binged Game of Thrones. Like, so it's very... All eight yeah. seasons so it was in so two awkward. weeks. Yeah. Like, so when you go from this to So you this, raised like, her. You raised <laughs> her and then watched her become a woman. I mean, <laughs> you're like, I got enough kids. I don't need to see this shit. Yeah. Um, and so, but I don't know if I, I would agree, agree with Uncle Rico on that one just because of... They're like supposed to well, be 16. <laughs> let's face it. I did a little quasi review for The Queen's Gambit, also starring the wonderful Anya oh, Taylor yeah, Joy. And I never get tired of watching this girl. Ever since I saw her in Split, um, I'm, I'm very enamored by her look and her style and her acting. And, um, and that's not the only thing that enamors me. To be, but to be fair, the character itself is more enticing than the actress. Like, I love the character, I think the character is phenomenal. There's a comic book I have with magic in it, and she's just looking at three different people that are about to fuck her up. It's like a giant scroll dude, some like weird wasp alien thing with like four arms, and then another one, like a, some other chick who kind of looks like Death Bird, like a mix of like... Anyway, this is all nerd references for the people that don't know, but either way, she's staring all three of these motherfuckers down, right? She's got her sword, and she's just like... She looks. At, she asked each one of them individually, like, do you want to make out? Do you want to make out? Do you want to make out? And so the first one's like, no. And the second one's like, not enough arms. And the third one's like... I'm not human, but I do kind of want to. And she's like, oh my God, I'm in the middle of a, hold on kids. It doesn't matter. I forgot where I was. The point is, do you want to make out? Do you want to make out? Do you want to make out? Basically she says, well, that's a shame. I was thinking it was either fuck or flight. And now I'm going to, just fuck all you guys up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's going to be that kind of party. I'll stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. She didn't say that. That was a Beastie Boys reference. But the kids that know, they know. And the kids that don't know, well, you googs. Um, Great documentary, by the way. Fantastic documentary. Do you have any favorite scenes? That last 15 minutes. The last 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, like, other than that, like, everything else is just kind of slow story. And it's not that it's a bad story. It's just, it's yeah. it's more of a drama um, and then there's some creepy moments, but did I, it seem kind of like YA, like kind of young adult twilightish yeah, kind of thing? It, it did, did, didn't it? Um, like when they're, I was, 
I was so taken out of the film, maybe because of my age, when they're all dancing around like the little teenagers <laughs> dancing around in the music, like all of a sudden, like I was just completely taken away from this film and I was like, what am I watching? Yeah. Like just for that scene. But then you kind of come right back into things, but. Yeah, they go up in an attic at one point. And because they think it's the only place that they can't be found or seen or because there's surveillance there's no cameras, cameras right? everywhere. Yeah. And then they're just taking like they find an old polygraph and they're just taking polygraphs. Like I'm like, like what is what? Doing truth or dare. But like nobody smoke, nobody's smoking any ganj or like finding any whiskey or anything like that. Ain't nobody got it, I guess. You can go to an imaginary limbo place, but you can't find like a fucking brothel or something. <laughs> we just created this place where I can go and hide. And it looks like hell. <laughs> it does not. Yeah, it was like fire and brimstone and shit. But you can't. I did love that we got to see that, mm-hmm. and I thought the special effects were really cool with that. Um, at no point was I taken out of the film because the special effects were lame. I thought the special effects. I thought the look of the film is great. I just think the tone of it is kind of like bouncing all over the place. Yeah, and like I said, even with with magic, I think she had to be loved or have that connection with people mm-hmm. because before she decides to use it, you know, her and cannibal and the thing, he's like, do something, you've got your powers. And then she goes into limbo and like disappears. He's like, not that like right. and all these things are like chasing them. So, but I think, I think that's from that point on, when you see those weird masked people and they go to that black door. Yeah. Um, is probably my favorite from that point on the rest of the, I rest think, of the movie is my scenes. I, I think if they, find a way to bring at least her into the new X-Men and the MCU, mm-hmm. I think that'd be great. If they find a way to connect some of these characters in there, because I, I do want to see more from them. And that's why this movie pisses me off. Because I'm like, I want to see more. Because I feel like, because I know the characters are cool, because I read the comics. And I and I just want to see more. I want to see more of that on the big screen. You know, I, I think... but I Or I, small screen. I'd hate to... Um... Rubbing out the Mandrew Barb? No, I'd hate to oh. cheapen them. <laughs> yeah. But not cheapen him either. But like, I was thinking like, you know, with Deadpool 3, like he's kind of introduced some characters like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it would cheapen them to be like, oh, well, they're in a Deadpool movie. You know, that kind of yeah. thing versus. It's weird. I really like the Deadpool movies for what they are, but I don't really watch them. Like, I think I've only seen the first Deadpool once. And I think I've seen the second one like twice. Yeah. And I don't really, I don't really rewatch them a lot. Like they're fun, but they're I don't know. I, so I, I know what you, I know what you mean when you say that. Like I don't I, when I see my X Men, I don't want them in a Deadpool movie. I kind of want to see them in an X Men movie. Yeah, and know? like ne- the teenage I can't even think of her name Negasonic. You know, <laughs> Negasonic teenage warhead. <laughs> yeah, um, great. Sure. And Deadpool, great. Yeah. And Deadpool, but yeah, put your B characters in there. I wouldn't want to see her in an X Men film either. Like I don't think she would. I'd be cool with it. Um, I want to see that Colossus, and I want to yeah, see I want to see, I, see, I want to see that version of Colossus in an X Men movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm, he can be metal the whole time. I don't need them to be regular. Because we've only seen him what once. He was in the first two. Well, well, he was in the first one and the second one. The second one is the one that he has a little bit more action. He's got right? a little bit more to do. Yeah. Um, you know where he turns turns to metal. But and I like also like that Colossus in uh, Day, in Days of Future Past too from the. Uh, I thought that that Colossus is pretty dope. They gave him a little bit more to do, oh, yeah, even though he got one. ripped in half by that Sentinel. Poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah. Gotta watch out for the Sentinels. Um, sentinels. I, mm. Yeah. 
And when we get an X-Men movie in the MCU, I need those Sentinels to be at least 100 feet tall. I at need them, like the animated series. I need them to be fucking huge. <clears throat> so what's going on with all of that? With Marvel well, buying Fox? Well, they own the Sony rights. taking it back some rights and Sony, those merges and all that stuff. Like. So Sony still has the Spider-Man stuff. Okay. But they have a deal with Marvel that they can Marvel can release... Um, they have kind of an agreement with with Sony that they can mm-hmm. put out the Spider-Man movies together um, with that character. Um, whereas 20th Century Fox is now on, completely under Disney, so Disney now has all the X-Men rights. So now MC the the theory is that MC that the MCU or the Marvel universe could just do their own Fantastic Four movie and do their own X-Men movies, ignoring all the ones that came before on 20th Century Fox. Mm. Um, so that's kind of the theory with that. But I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what they're going to do next? You know, what I could go for if they do it right? I could go for X-Men, like you said, series. Like a live action series on Disney Plus. Like Oh, that'd be cool. You know? That'd be really cool. I mean, we've seen it work for Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, why not do a live action series for... I mean, they're doing WandaVision. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Be, that's supposed like to be out soon. Like that and, um. I mean, it's working for Titans for sure. So, I mean, I mean, X-Men's kind of bigger than Titans, but still, like, I be able to... I think that Disney Plus is going to be the future for a lot of stuff that they do moving forward, especially with this pandemic, I think, because they've already wrapped some of the films, and they mm-hmm. probably will still put them out in theaters, or they're going to try to anyway. But I would not be surprised if they start doing... Because they already did... Uh, they've already greenlit She-Hulk and Moon Knight. Okay. And Captain... Not Captain Marvel, but Miss Marvel. Um, and so on top of the, you know, Captain America Winter Soldier and then the fucking, uh, Loki show and then WandaVision, mm-hmm. like it's a lot and it's supposed to all tie into the movies too. So, I mean, I think that's everything I've read. It's like, that's supposed to be like the next few, the next big thing. Their next step into the mm-hmm. process. Because they've already get, done the Infinity War saga. So at their point, they're like, we can do whatever we want now. You know what I'm saying? People are going to watch that because they... Yeah, they got I us, mean, you know? people are invested. They are. I mean, and with everything that they've done, and I mean, they could close the chapter if they wanted to move on, but then they're right. not going to, no, because it's it's a money deal. Like I, I actually am looking forward to Venom too. I mean, we, we saw it in theaters together, and so I'm actually looking. I'm forward looking forward to too. It, Venom one was not bad, and that's the thing. Like, New Mutants could have even benefited from something like what Venom did it was just like. Just make it over the top ridiculous, mm-hmm. but do it. And it's on its own thing. Right. It's just standalone. Right. Um, but I was hoping, to be honest, when I saw that scene, I was hoping X-23 would make an appearance. Oh, I know what you mean. Like yeah. somewhere in this movie. Like I kind of wanted end, some shout outs to it. And, and we didn't get any post credit scene. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's kind, of a, that's kind of a little bit of a fuck you, you know? A Marvel but, movie without a post-credit scene. So but I weird. think it's maybe because of all the cuts, they just didn't know what they were going to do with this movie, if yeah, anything. It sucks, man. It's like that whole shit happened one thing after another with this movie, and it's a shame because it could have been more. This is kind of and and maybe one day we'll get a director's cut, but until that day, my friend, it's like a third album. You ever notice that, like? Some bands like that, that first album be amazing. That sophomore follow up is really good, and then that third third album is just like the eh album. Really, I always hear it's the opposite. I always hear the sophomore album always struggles with trying to meet the impact of the first one. 
I think it just depends, I guess, yeah. maybe. Because, um, but then I've seen bands that they'll come back on that fourth one, and then I've seen people come out on that third one that. Maybe it's because one of my favorite bands of all time mm-hmm. has just receded away progressively more and more. Like the first one, their first album, 10, was mm-hmm. like huge. You know, the second album was one of the fastest selling albums of all time, but it was because 10 was so huge that everybody just couldn't wait to get their hands on the second one. And then by the time the third one came out, it was actually not as well received as the other ones. It was 94. Eddie Vedder was writing a little bit more of the songs. Yeah. The band's Pearl Jam, by the way, kids. And uh, if you hadn't guessed. it's actually my favorite album by them, Vitology, but it wasn't as well received. And then they did No Code, which was like one of the worst selling albums of all time in their career. But it's also one of my favorites. So it's weird how like I think some bands too, like, and that's the great thing about music, that it can find their audience. And I think that way with movies too. I think a lot of kids growing up that were way younger than us. They fell in love with those Star Wars prequel movies. Mm-hmm. They loved those movies. I talked to a lot of other proud papas and they're like, yeah, my kids, man, they fucking love those prequels because those are the movies when they were kids, they kind of grew up watching. Yeah. My son's the same way. Like mm-hmm. he likes, he likes the prequels and, and for us, we're like, what? You know, and, but, and, but, you're, and you're trying to educate a little right, bit, right, but then right. you're like, but that's them. That's their, that's from their youth. Yeah. That's, that's their love. And like you said, I guess you're right. Cause one of my, my favorite bands, it was their third album actually that took off. Um, their first one they did, um, well, they were in Sweden and their second one they did on once they kind of sold their Sweden album, first album, their second album was like the most like raw thrash, raw, give punk, it to hardcore, you. you know, trivia. We're like cocaine straight from Bolivia. Sorry. And then that third album, they they were starting to be noticed by other people during that second album. So that third album was well polished, well mm-hmm. produced, mm-hmm. all of that. And so they exploded. Yeah. And so it's funny, I ended up liking a lot of more of their later stuff, more so than their earlier punkier stuff. Mm-hmm. But again. Well, I was thinking of a different band, but Oh. But same thing. Okay. But we were oh, okay. but same oh, same oh. thing with <laughs> Um, that man, because I think that second album holds a a dear heart for a lot of people. Yeah, because that's got Deadbolt on it for Thrice at least. Yeah, for Thrice for me it was the Hey Use, and then it was the mm-hmm. that was their the weird four the the weird double album, or it was like it was actually technically yeah the, four the discs, elements the elements where it was like fire, water, earth, and when no come, not when. come on a rag no sorry um, air air mm-hmm. and I said come on a rag. <laughs> Let's rate oh. this thing. Oh, wait, are we, wait, are we, uh, you, <laughs> I just came. <laughs> are we, are we recasting anything? I wouldn't recast anything at this okay. moment in time. I, Cause I just don't know anybody in that age bracket group. Right I know. Now. Knowing my luck, I'd be like, yeah, I think Kevin Costner would be a good, <laughs> he'd be a good sunspot. <laughs> what? He's not even Hispanic. <laughs> no, but it could be. Toby Maguire would be a great yeah. cannonball. He's still young looking. I really like, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy as magic. I think she's great as that. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually I was looking up fan cast for the new mutants and apparently in 2016, somebody, one of the, one of the blogs that I follow, like was fan casting her already in that role and then she ended up getting it. So it was kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, cause like I said, I don't know anybody in that age bracket. They're, they're all like 18. You need somebody like late teens, early twenties, like 20 at the, at the most, you don't want to be too old, but you kind of need them to look a little bit older than like a high school kid. Yeah. They're like 18, 20. The only other person that I know in that age bracket is, um, the girl from ready or not. She was in that Netflix, like babysitter movie. I wasn't, but wasn't she also in, um, the blonde. Bill and Ted. 
Yeah, that's his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot her name too. I forgot. Um, but yeah, she's the only she's the only other one that I can think of that's in that age group that I've seen recently. Oh yeah, I like her. Anything. I like her. Yeah, <laughs> no, she's good. She's solid. That movie's so good. Ready or not? Yeah, that's a is. good. That's a solid mm-hmm. one. The babysitter one was fun too. But that was a sequel, right? No, there's two. There's, there's two. I saw the first one. I tried to watch the second one. I couldn't couldn't hack it. But I like seeing Ken Marino. I mean, that, so. the dad is just so good. Ken Marino shows up as, a, as in anything. I'm like, <laughs> I'm watching it. He's great. Um, let's rate this thing. Okay. We have six beautiful ratings on this show when we, well, rate our movies. Uh, but technically, we have seven nowadays. We have Risk COVID Good, Risk which, COVID. which none of us did when it mm-hmm. came out in theaters. We were like, not for New Mutants. Sorry. We were holding uh, out for we were one. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were holding out for Wonder Woman. Hey, maybe at Christmas. Maybe. You know? I'll see you at Christmas. Every no, but we have uh, movie theater good. Boop, risk COVID good. Call to work good. Movie theater good. In a world when we can see movies in a movie theater again, of course, under no- normal circumstances, um, and that our work isn't with us. <laughs> sure, uh, catch it on cable. No home video good. Catch it on cable, good and sick with the flu, good. Got him. And losing. solitary com- confinement was the last. What did one. I say? You didn't, and, say, you didn't say it yet. Oh, so. I didn't say it. And solitary confinement. I'm fucking up my ratings. <laughs> These are my ratings. <laughs> Hold on. You know what I need? I'm all fucked up. <laughs> Daddy needs a sauce. Uh, you know what I need? I need a nice can of. Sparkling blackberry tangerine. Mm. Seltzer water, kids. Don't worry. I haven't fallen off the wagon yet. Risk COVID good. Call to work good. Movie theater good. Home video good. Catch it on cable good. Sick with the flu good. And solitary confinement good. Jimmy, take it away. Catch it on cable. Catch it on cable. I agree. I think this movie is catch it on cable good. I think if it's on and it's like towards the end, <laughs> I might watch it. I do own it. Um, and so maybe I could see myself like, you know, maybe just having it on in the background while I'm folding some towels. You know what I mean? And I might I might want to rewatch this down the road again. I might get I might like get, get a little lonely one night and be like, you know what, I want to just watch some old X-Men movies mm-hmm. and just throw this on, watch the end of it or something. Um But I don't know, man. Like the first the first hour, like even the opening when when Danny Moon starts doing that narration, it's really bad. It's like my dad always said, There's two bears. One bear, you get the good stuff. The second bear is the scary stuff. And then the third bear, well, he likes the hay, but there's a fourth bear, and he don't like you hay. And it's just like, bitch, come on, man. You know? Why did you just sound like um, Doug and, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> um, Rick Moranis, you know, Doug and Bob and Doug, or whatever they were. Oh, Strange Brew? Yeah. That's all I was going for. That's awesome. That's a good movie. Yeah, because sometimes it's cold outside and then it's not cold outside, but you know, but there's a bear and then there's two bears and then three bears come along and Goldilocks said, wait, don't you know? know? Oh, don't you know? Uh, Yeah, so I agree. Catch it on cable. Good. I think so. Yeah. 
I wonder how many downloads we're going to get in this episode. I wonder how many other people have seen this movie. <laughs> I don't know. But maybe they're like us. Maybe they're like... I feel like... And I know sometimes the, the term can be negative, but it's a good term. Like, as fanboys, like, you just get excited when... like oh, right. I think all of us have been waiting for this film. Right. Maybe they didn't want to buy it. Maybe they'll be like, I'll rent it. But, right. Because can you rent it yet? I don't know. I think you can. Or okay. no, maybe it's only purchase digital. Maybe purchase digital. Because I saw it pop up on the new release. And you know, like, I bought it on iTunes. So it populates in my Voodoo and my Movies Anywhere yeah. account. I'd have to go back and look. I'd have I don't to go know. back and look too. Because um, I know the only other new film, new new film coming out is on... The thirtieth of this month is Tenet, I think, is coming out mm-hmm. for, for purchase. I think so. so. Yep. But then, like, and I'll buy it and I'll watch it. Yeah. Have you noticed that each week that they are still releasing movies, but these just random titles that pop up, you're like, and they'll have like big known actors, and I'm like, I didn't even know they were making them. There's a lot of indie stuff that's like just <laughs> floating out there. Yeah. And then there's a lot of stuff that's gone right to Netflix or gone mm-hmm. right to Disney Plus, and it's it's an interesting time that we're living in for obvious reasons, but. One of the things being interesting, at least for this podcast, is that, like, and I think like like the witches coming on HBO Max right away the mm-hmm. way it did, and um, I guess that was a quasi new film that and I saw. And I heard that got bad reviews. Well, it got it, it's interesting. It, it it wasn't a bad movie. Like, it's a good remake, I think, mm-hmm. um, especially for like new audiences. But I think it got it got a backlash because of like how it portrayed people with bad ligaments or missing limbs. Really? Yeah, people are just fucking up in arms about shit these days, man. You can't... <laughs> man. You only know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. And yet, there's always somebody <laughs> that's going to know. You know? It's, it's a crazy it's, world. It's the weirdest things. It's a mad world, too. It's a mad, mad world. It's a mad, <laughs> mad world. And uh, I don't know. I guess sometimes when I... At the end of the day... I just try to tell myself not to take it seriously because sometimes I, I don't know, I could take it seriously. I could think to myself, you know, there's so many problems out there. Maybe I, what am I doing? You know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do a podcast anymore. I mean, there's a lot of suffering out there for sure. I can't account for all of it. Maybe I should be more involved, volunteer more. What about Greenpeace? What about mom? As in, Mothers against something. The truth is, I don't know if I give a fuck. Because I'd rather talk about X-Men. And maybe, I don't know, Storm's go-go boots. (laughs) Maybe I'm regressing into my 15-year-old boy self all over again. But one thing's for sure. For this podcast, and for these dudes in this garage, or this gay garage, it's just fiction. Just fiction. So again, kids, whatever we said on the show, whether it made you ponder your life or your existence, remember... It's just fiction Don't take it seriously, kids Not even for a moment Especially if I Didn't know the name of a character from one of the comic books we were talking about 
You especially, if you really do take it that seriously, this podcast is not for you. Because we don't take it that seriously. You should probably get off your mother's couch in her basement. And maybe stop eating those Cheetos without a napkin or a wet wipe. Because <laughs> then you get the Cheeto-crusted fingers on the keyboard. And then you go over to the Pornhub and then you try to masturbate, but you have the Cheeto fingers and it's, it's cross-pollination in all the wrong areas. And then you're in your own mess of Cheeto-infused cum stains. And it's just a bad mess for everyone when Uncle John comes down the stairs and he needed to use the phone because there was still a landline in the house because it's 1985 all over again. Where is this going? I don't know. Maybe he wanted to borrow the 1964... 1964? The Nintendo 64 controller? Maybe this is from an actual memory and... You should probably stop incriminating yourself. <laughs> no, just kidding. Hey, was that true? No, Hank, it wasn't. Maybe there's always a little bit of truth in jest. Or, or jest in truth. So digest this. It's just fiction, kids. Don't take it seriously. And thanks for listening. I'd like to begin with a fact. Whether in a small town like McAllen and the Rio Grande, or in Chicago, New York, or Los Angeles, it is business. Big business. Tell him I have his trench coat. <laughs> yeah, it's in his trench coat. Yeah. Instead of exposing himself, he's like, I got one, two, three. Look, I have Robocop. One, two, three. Okay. Yes, I'm Russian. And I sell. Ro- no, I don't sell all the movies. No, I don't sell... What's this? New Mutant. I don't know what that is. No, I sell only Robocops. I have uh, Robocop 1. Uh, I have Robocop 2. Uh, I have Robocop uh, 3 on DVD. It's a very good deal. I get two, two for one, lap dance, and then three on <laughs> DVD. <laughs> Just end the show. Jesus. All right. Thanks for listening, kids. Just fiction. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, like a... Tigers are playing tonight. I never miss a game. It's Dick Jones. <laughs> OCP runs the cops. Come with me, or there'll be trouble. <laughs> He's a cop killer. Can you fly, Bobby? Just give him a fucking phone call. And we're police officers, not plumbers. That's why we don't strike. (laughs) I'd buy that for a dollar.